In today's episode, Dave interviews Pat Town. Pat was nominated for an Ovation Award for his direction of Frank Zappa's Joe's Garage, as well as Gory Stories. He's a founding member of Chicago's Annoyance Theater, originating the role of the clown in their cult classic co-ed prison sluts. Pat also originated the role of Greg in Annoyance's production of The Real Live Brady Bunch, and he's currently in Stoneface at Pasadena Playhouse. Pat's a teacher at the Second City and has been in Eagleheart, Boston Legal, and Desperate Housewives. I'm Ian Foley. And this is ADD Comedy. One of the things about living anywhere, I suppose, is you notice the seasons change. Mm. And you notice the light that comes into your place. And your place has those huge windows at Parkland yes. Bay, right? Yes. And you got those windows. And the, and the western facing. Aren't you yeah. glad you eastern don't facing. live in Beechwood anymore? <sighs> really? Maybe said the wrong thing. <laughs> no, I'm of two. I'm of two minds. It's so I, I, the kids are all over there, and it's so young and hip, and I like to keep up and right. you know, see all of that stuff. Uh, and I, we really enjoyed that block because uh, we lived, you know, not only there but also Tamarind. So right. Brett would just walk down to the bourgeois pig and go dive into her computer and write for days on end. Right. Yeah. There's more you for know. there's more for your wife to do. No. Yeah. Well, but yeah. you also. Tamarind, boy, those Tamarind days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got in fucking trouble over there, dude. Yeah, that was just bad news. The Wait. drinking and the co- yeah. not over there, but in, <laughs> in, that, that, in area that area when we first moved, when everybody first moved out of here. It does seem like a younger person's neighborhood, that's for sure. It really, it, it I mean, that kind of shit just totally. Yeah. You know, my wife wasn't out here and staying up late and fucking mm. around. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, none of that was good. None of that was good. <laughs> and it was all good. And none of it was good. And it was all good. And we were, and, but it was also, I think that once, I'm so, I'm so metrocentric. I believe that when more Chicago people came out here, it became a really different scene. Yeah. When, like when? Because Chicago people are always coming out here. You well, I think that our- once... Uh, the Steppenwolf people started coming out, uh, uh, coming out here, but more like when you came out here when ninety five, ninety five. I came out in ninety four. A lot of people came out in ninety six, ninety seven, and a lot of improv companies came out. When did Tom Booker come out here? You uh, know? So when those people started coming out here, what ended up happening was I think that we changed. When I first came out to L.A., yeah. the shows that you saw were showcase shows. Yes. They were 12 Angry Men or 12 Angry Donuts or 12 Angry Apostles. <laughs> yeah. You know, so everybody got an opportunity to shine. Yeah. And I found it so boring. Yeah. And I think theater changed when yes. all the Chicago people came out of here. I think Sacred Fools changed. I'm sorry. No, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, go. Sacred Fools, Zoo District. Right. Like all those companies that came out and then Open Fist and mm-hmm. um, what's uh, to, uh, Tom, Actors Tim, Gang. Tom, yeah. Tim, Actress, Tim, thing, yeah. Tim Robbins. Actors Gang. Yeah. All that stuff changed and you got John C. Riley coming out here. Right. And he just did a thing at Bootleg. Hey, come have dinner with John C. Riley over at Bootleg just, just to promote the theater and like, you know, just... And Bootleg. Yeah, and Bootleg, yeah. And bootleg, yeah. Well, bootleg's a whole other paradigm, too. That's what I've noticed in the... I'm sorry, bootleg and evidence room. I'm cutting you off, but keep yes. going. The no, evidence yeah. room that was before bootleg. Yes. Same space. And then there was a thing. You know, a thing. No. There was a division of thing. I don't understand at I all. I have no idea. I knew that there was a thing. Well, Zoo District went through a thing. Oh, yeah. The screamer... It was the yellers versus the criers. Who wants to be with any of those fucking people? And as you get older, Pat, you go, I don't want to be with any of those people. And you know, as the thing is, I said, I don't want to be with myself because I don't like myself in this environment because I'm becoming a, a, someone that I don't like to be. Right. 
because I, I feel like I have to or something, whatever. Well, it's a matter really, isn't it a matter of being mindful of what it is that you're going through? Like at the moment you're going, I'm screaming right now, or I'm heading over yes. to a place where I'm going to be screaming, yes. or I am getting ready, getting my scream ready in the car on the yeah. way over. And it's okay, but it's so much better when, I'm sorry, it's okay, but it's so much more handleable or handleable when you're mindful that you're about to scream. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where yes. you go, oh, I'm fucking radio yeah. and traffic and fucking what's When you're responsible light. for your thing rather than blaming someone else for, yeah. Oh, clearly blaming yeah. somebody else to stoplight on your way over to the thing. You're, you know, the traffic, that lady, that car, the exhaust, all that stuff has yeah. nothing to do with what, has nothing to do, your anger to them has nothing to do with them. It has to do with you're on your way to the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. I, I know. But it, it became all it, like I guess it is a function of age because I just smile and 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 shake my head and say you go on your journey, young person, because I know the the spot you're in right now and and you go ahead and go through it. I know that you have to, but on the other, but I could have a drink with you for a half an hour and tell you how it's all going to turn out. Uh, and and the thing is that drink that you have with that person for the half an hour and tell them how it's going to turn out doesn't mean anything no. because they still have to go through what it is that they have to go through. It's which uh, my uh, I had a acting teacher said it's the pizza thing you can describe to the infinite detail what it's constructed and what the pizza's made of and the cheese and the sauce and all of that don't mean nothing compared to taking a bite out of the thing right so it's so interesting too that you're saying because last night we ordered from Grubhub the nut Grubhub's a, a website app yeah. That you say, the, what are we going to eat? And then, I don't do it very often, yeah. but but this weekend has just been sure. tight. And so I'll order in. And, and oh, my, uh, one of the things was my, for three and a half hours, four hours, my electricity went out here. So I couldn't cook. I couldn't go online. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. And, uh, and Chris Ann was coming over. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So we ordered food. And we ordered, and it's about the pizza thing. Yeah. We ordered food. We ordered Thai food. Yeah. So when you say Thai food, you have an expectation of what Thai food's going to be. Exactly. And then when it comes and you eat it and you go, this isn't very good Thai food. Right, right. It's that the expectations of saying, yeah. this is what Thai food should be. And I don't know, yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever. But if you're going to describe pizza, it'd be like, okay, it's matzah type crust, <laughs> but crust goes on the outside, but this is crust on the bottom. Yes. And then cheese, cheese, sauce, red sauce, you know, saying red sauce. How many red sauces are there in the world? Right. And you go, yeah. well, isn't the red sauce going to fuck up the crust? <laughs> depends. <laughs> it depends. Now, that I think that's why your Chicago pizzas, yeah, which are really great, they're... They've got a different crust. Yeah, it's a thicker crust because it has to soak up the, the sauce. The well, there's yeah. more sauce. There's not much. There's not as much cheese. Well, I thought. I thought. Didn't Uno's like? Doesn't Uno's pack the cheese down into the crust before they? it puts the sauce? So, on you top? could do that. Yeah, yeah. you could get one of those things. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what the Uno, right. the Chicago Uno pizza is. And I don't get why no one can do it out here. There's two places yeah. that do Chicago pizza out here. Who is it? There's a place called Hollywood Pies. Oh, I've heard of Hollywood Pies. And there's Ma masa. Oh, masa on uh, Melrose down there. No, that's matza. Okay. Or that ma that's maza. Okay. One is masa. It's on Sunset Boulevard in Echo Park. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, your teacher who said try describing a pizza. Right. We all have to go through that stuff. Yeah. And I've been having a conversation with somebody about 
you know, you're going through your process and you're going through your process and that's your process. Yeah. Process. I also think, because this conversation also had to do with this thing that's been happening that a lot of people are doing where they're saying it was super interesting. Where they put super in front of everything. Hell yeah. I've, Have you heard of it? I've not been on that meme. You gotta yet, you gotta friend. listen. But okay. it's not but you gotta listen because people are saying it was super great. And it's like it was super it was super fun. Okay. And I'm thinking, super fun? Can fun be fun? <laughs> well, it's the unique thing, you know. Right. When people say mostly unique or it's very unique, oh, it's, it's an absolute. I know, I'm a, I'm a grammar no, for freak me. Too. For me, that that's the one where I go, you know what, unique doesn't need a modifier. Yeah, exactly. Um, the guy next door, uh, there's a building next door of, uh, of bitter people. It's a four flat of bitter. <laughs> and uh, they're really bitter. And the guy came out today, and after I was having this conversation about you don't need a modifier. You know, why are we modifying? Somebody said it was kind of fantastic. Kind and of. I went, would you allow yourself to fucking have fantastic? Because if something's fantastic, first off, how often are you using that word? If you're using it a lot, exactly. it doesn't. It's not, you, you do not live in uh, fantastic. And she went, yeah, you're right. And, and I said, but you've got to watch what this fucking modifier that everybody's doing. Yeah. And then the next door neighbor, he's screaming and he said, I kind of had a stroke. I kind of had a stroke. <laughs> I like, kind of had a stroke. You kind of had a stroke. What are you fucking talking about? You kind of had a stroke. Either you had a stroke or you didn't have a stroke. Uh, I had a stroke. <laughs> I had a stroke. Kind of fantastic. Kind of fantastic. Yeah. But there's the power of the words that we have. Oh, I agreed, man. And uh, I, I don't think people know that. I just don't think people know. Well, awesome has no bearing to uh, bringing forth awe in the viewer. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, it's a thing for like really good. That's what awesome has come to me now. I love the fact that if you ask me, how am I doing? And I go, I'm fine. You go, why, what's wrong? <laughs> you know what I mean? But if I say, I'm good, you're not going to say, what's wrong? Yeah, yeah. When did fine get, go, get behind Subjugated good? too, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like, what's that? They, they have that scale of coins, right? So like you could have poor... Uh, fine, good, oh, very good. Maybe right. that's it. Yeah, yeah. A new, new, new numismatic yes. uh, way of looking at things. No, uh, but words are so important, and I think that, and I think I mentioned it before. It's just, I, I could be infuriating with people where I'm saying you, you of, personally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, 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 because I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let you get away with that. As a student, as a teacher, as a direct, I'm a director and a teacher, if you are saying things like. It's kind of interesting. I'm saying, why won't you allow yourself to have interesting? Just to be fully interesting, yeah. But, well, I think it comes from not wanting to be... It's, again, this is the responsibility factor. Wait, of what? Of well, Not wanting you, to be what? You say, I am declaring that something is good. Mm -hmm. I am standing by, I say that this thing, this project pizza show that I saw consumed was good. If I say it's kind of good, then I can allow for any criticism. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't mean that it was the best thing I ever saw. Uh, I, I meant to say that I agree with the general consensus of what people think is, uh, is out there. Absolutely. You see what Absolutely. I'm saying? And I... And I and for me I, I call it a weasel word. Any yeah. of those kind of sort of somewhat words, they're weasel words because it says you cannot be wrong if I say kinda yeah. in front of what yeah. it is that I'm saying. Um, it's kind of interesting. Well, I didn't find it interesting at all. I said I said it's kind of <laughs> interesting. Um, uh, but I think that what it also does is because this is what I <laughs> I just had the conversation last night. It's just so interesting. Oh yeah. Um, the conversation was this. I promote the shit out of myself. That's I true. fucking love it. I love it. I'm proud of what I do. Yeah. I'm happy with telling people where I'm going, what I'm doing, having selfies, showing my food, showing the places that I go to. 
fucking love it, Pat. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they said, um, I don't want to do that because I see it as being narcissistic. And I said, well, what do we, t- this is, but this is your business. Why wouldn't you want to promote it? Yeah. Well, what about humility? And this is what I want to go say to humility. Yeah. Go yeah, fuck yeah. yourself, humility. Go <laughs> fuck yourself, humility. <laughs> It's funny. It's I have come to that too nowadays. Like you know, if I'm like interviewing for a job or, or a, I don't know, even a directing thing, I'm I'm saying I'm sorry. I can't I can't do it for that amount of money because, uh, and they would say, "Wow, we really need." It. And I say, "Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm worth having that extra money. I'm worth it to you to have that." And I've come to. I mean, I guess that maybe that's a function of age too, because when you're young, they're trying to break out. Or I think we've certainly seen the. Uh, the asshole who is nothing when you're, the, when you're having your fingers go up and yes, up, yes, open I, and close. I, this is like helping me explain. But it's yeah. like a sphincter of an asshole. You're, you're, you're going this mouth. Asshole. You're, you're, you're right. This see. asshole. And your, your gesture is, okay, so uh, what asshole? The, 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 that their success is based solely on their ability to promote themselves and not necessarily their, what, they, what the product they provide. Okay, here's my question. Yeah. So what? Uh... I would say that you get, that's a good question. You get an inferior product just because they know how to play the system. But that's fine. Yeah. If they want to do that, that's fine. Yeah. And the, and, and the only reason I'm calm about this whole thing is, this is another conversation I had with somebody. Oh, yeah. Um, they were having, the discussion was really, was about, again, promoting yourself, self-promotion. And I, I had an epiphany. The epiphany was this. I, I was saying, this person was saying, well, Somebody shouldn't, somebody shouldn't post yoga poses because yoga isn't supposed to be that sort of thing. Okay. And, I, and I get it. Well, you know, there's a sacredness to yoga and, and, oh. and to look at it. And there's promotion. Yeah. I get it. Okay. I get it. Okay. Um, and yet, and, and, I, and I didn't understand what she was saying. And she said, okay. She said, it, 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 bring, it soils or sullies what yoga is supposed to be. Okay. Okay. Whatever that's going to be, and she, and I was like, no, it doesn't. And then she said, okay, how about your feeling about UCB? Which is what? Um, at that time, mm-hmm. I was thinking it causes people to get in their heads. They don't give a shit about relationships. Mm. And I I was saying, you know what? It's bringing down all. Uh, it it brings down what people think. I don't think it's particularly funny. I don't think it's particular. I, I think it gets you in your head because you're coming up with a list. You know how that works, right? You know I how don't UCB, know that there, UCB, the UCB has, a, has a game of it's called the game, the game the right? The game, and you're and you're thinking of it. Whereas you and I would improvise, and we're just going to play the emotions in that moment. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so she said, "What about you and UCB?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. That's the same argument that I had." And then I thought about it. I thought, "Why the fuck should I give a shit about UCB? Why should that's I care about?" How people because I'm yucking someone's yum. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's oh, what I'm I, feeling. I, I and I feel like and so in that moment well, I went that moment I went, Oh, this isn't about me. Yes, this is about me going, Oh, it, it's it's equivalent to the yoga thing is equivalent to U C B but it also made me look at why do I have such a feeling about it? Because mm-hmm. What they're doing does not take away from anything that I'm doing. That's, I think that's the biggest lesson to learn. Because, you know, I've had this thing from since the annoyance days, man. Because uh, I was, Mickey Joe and I were friends. McNapier. McNapier and Howard, uh, Mark Sutton, mm-hmm. Joe Bill, Faith Soloway. We all went to, to uh, IU together. Right. 
And we were down there kind of like just being crazy theater people. And then I went to graduate school to study acting, the classics and theater. And, Where'd you do that? Uh, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, which uh-huh. is now that faculty moved to Delaware a few years ago. Really? Yeah, because I guess the, the, the new president of UWM said... Oh, we can't give you all that money anymore. And they said, okay, well, we're just going to move. Great. And they moved to Del- the University of Delaware. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where they are now. But it was, all, it was classic training, hardcore classic training. You know, In grad you, school. Yeah. If you veered away from Shakespeare, they say, oh, I see. So you want to rewrite Beethoven. Is that it? You're such a good musician that you can do that. Is that what you want to do? I mean, it was hardcore. You, you get every period, every sentence, every line, every drop, every dot. Then I go to after that I go to Chicago and hang out with Mick and hey let's do whatever the fuck we want you know which it has its own glory and I found that that it, this has gone even up in Hollywood and stuff like that like people think that if you have studied acting quote seriously that it has something to do with you diving into your deepest emotions and have some sort of cathartic of emotional something emotions emotions. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so therefore, comedians or people who are in the improv school find that constrictive. I don't want to do that. I just want to make people laugh. I just right. want to do this goofy character. I don't want to have to, you know. And I'm and my whole thing was, it, no, it's not like that guy. All you have to do is. I'm just telling you to turn down stage so I can see the funny stuff you're doing because that's stage craft. Right. And you're facing up stage and being very funny, but we can't hear you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, so, but what you're talking, what you're talking about is the, you're talking about the, 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 um, the tools that we use to get our words out. Right. Well, you were saying about how UCB does things own way that, right. and they kind of pissed you off. Right. But after a while, you can see, oh, it's just another, it's right. just another drive down another road or right. something. But right. And yet, there's still. I know you weren't. This wasn't the main point you were having. There's still that that thing of like, I want to hear what you're saying. Yes. And 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 here's another thing. If you want to go downstage and turn your back to the audience and mumble, I want you to know that you're doing that. Yes. You can do that. You can go downstage and mumble. You can do that. So I'm saying, suggesting that I I don't know what the the game of that UCB plays. It's called the game of the scene. Yeah. So there's an understanding that you and I. So essentially, it's this. You and I are doing a scene. And I do this. And then you are saying, oh, I guess we're playing the game of, we, at the end of the sentence, we slow down. Oh, and then you, that's the game of the scene. I get you. I get you. Yes. Yes, you do. Well, so that's the game of the scene. And when we, ex- so while you're working, while I'm talking, you're not listening to me. Oh, you're you're working on the... the next game of the scene. Yeah. Well, and I will say, too, that that goes into... Because what I'm thinking of is when I act or when I'm doing acting in a play... Uh, well, it happened this, this past week. We, we just opened Stoneface last night. Uh, at, during um, the uh, Pasadena Playhouse. Awesome. And during the whole week, though, I would go back and forth between... Okay, I'm, I'm on this new big stage now, so I'm acting in this scene, but most of my concentration is taken up with like playing where I am, and, and then, oh, that was a bad performance. Okay, let's go uh. tomorrow. Oh, I don't care. Dude, I know what I'm doing. Let's just go out and like have fun and act, okay? Yeah. And then it goes great. Right. And, because, and you don't. But at the same time, there is value to my discerning out, and that's what previews are for, 
uh, how, when my audience is going to react, how I'm turned, I'm further upstage than I was in this thing, the way we used to do it, all the, the so what I'm saying is there are standards of mechanics that uh, are, you know, are tools, and tools are as useful as you can wield them, mm -hmm. they're not going to be, they're not the most important things themselves are the tools. Right. Like, I don't think UCB's goal in the having a standard of a game, that their tool is, you you better play that game or else, you know, yeah, that's not do. the way. Or, or... They do that. They do that? Yeah. <laughs> I've had people who said, oh, I took classes there and I got, you know, I got I got reamed for not playing the game. Yeah, but it's, it's, it would see, cause, because... God bless it. Trust us, and that will give you access to greatness of that the UCB brand is. Oh, well, you know, it's, uh, uh, Mickey Joe did, or Amy, uh, what's her name? Sedaris. Sedaris. You know, the, the big rules of improv, uh, the, the, the uh, yes and, and uh, uh, make your partner look good, don't ask questions and stuff. And both those two are like, well... Uh, yeah, I want I want to look good. Right. I want to make me look really good. Right. I, I have no problem with making you look good as well. But, right. But Amy did that thing one time. Oh God, she came out on stage with somebody into a scene and said, "Hi, I'm Jan. This is my cousin Frida. She has no tongue, so she can't talk." I, and he, immediately she shuts down. Yep. You know, we also do that. Ron West. Uh, Ron West would have you come into his scene and say, uh, uh, come into my office, stand in front of me, uh, don't, uh, you can't say a word. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. But they pulled that shit off. Yes, but what I'm saying is, so there are the tools or a standard of the, 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 the three golden rules of improv, and that once you got them, Veering from them becomes something interesting as long as you know that you're going away for a certain... It's true say. of everything, though. I think that the moment you become mindful of yeah. what you're doing, the moment that you become aware of what it is that you're doing, you get to fuck with it. You get to be. You get to fuck with it. Yeah, and see, my thing is, I think you got to master the thing first, or not, maybe not master, but be practiced enough in the oh, absolutely, bit, the sketch, the scene that you can, and still remain uh, delivering what the scene is supposed to deliver. The laugh, the the moment. Oh, clearly the, that. You know, what right, I mean? right. When you were talking about, so you guys took the show uh, Stoneface from uh, Sacred Fools to yeah. Pasadena Playhouse. Yeah, and in that are things. So you can look at it and go, oh, oh, that didn't work because in the other place we had this much room and yeah. in this place we have this much room. Or you can look at that and go, oh, or you can look at that and go, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's just so cool that this, this, bit didn't, this bit didn't work. This bit doesn't work as well as it worked there because the space is different. Yeah, exactly. And, and then what you get to do is you get to then figure out where you got to go yes. and when you have to enter and at what point do you deliver your line yeah. because it's about timing, it's about spatial relationship, it's about tempo, it's about yeah. architecture, it's about all those yeah. things that you don't realize because you go, all that we'll do is transpose it from here to there. Yeah. And what you realize is, no, this is all about the energy that you're building up in order for this shit to work. Yeah, yeah, it's got to work in a space. You're doing something in a space. So the intimacy that we had in a 90 seat theater is not going to work or is not going to translate to the 700 seat house in Pasadena there are things that are going to be different by still staying in the uh, construct, uh, construct of the show right but my th the whole thing is is that and well, the other the other flop of the coin is 
because I've had both experiences in both worlds. Improvisers, comedian types get scared of acting. Actors are absolutely actors, the trained actors that like to do, you know, the, the consistent, good, solid performance every night of that thing they've rehearsed over and over again and they got it and they're really authentically good in it. Improvising can terrify them, just in the same degree that, that the improviser or the comedian would find the acting terrifying. Right. And I, what's, what's fun is for me to be able to, like, you know, uh, dance between the two worlds of knowing what a hardcore constructed thing can deliver theatrically and having the, the, the freedom, the, the spirit of freedom that improv... Uh, the comic world allows and making having those two meld is you know really good like we, you know this whole thing the show's about Buster Keaton right and so they show a bunch of Buster Keaton things at first right and he looks it looks just simple and free and fun but the man constructed and crafted and choreographed and scenes and shots and all this being on the stuff. front of a locomotive yeah, exactly. with a log Shoving logs off, when right? He that, when he tosses that tie onto, the, there's a okay for those out in the audience. There's there's a train track. This is the movie called The General with Buster Keaton. The General is a, is a train. Yes, the General is a train. It's a locomotive. He's on the front of it on the cow catcher, and he's got to clear the tracks because there's junk on the tracks. And one of the things on the tracks is a tie. Right. Railroad tie. It's just sitting cocked on the track. Right. And so he has somehow another, he's picked up another railroad tie, and he's still riding on the train. It's going about a few miles, you know, about 20, 30 miles an hour. He sees... It the, looks like it's going 20. Yeah, it, it looks can't like, yeah. possibly be going it, it, uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't, I know you're right. Right, 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 right. Uh, right. But, and, and you see him just at the right time toss the one railroad tie just in time to hit the one that's resting on the track so that it flips off the track right. in time for the train to keep on, right. on its thing. Right. And... The precision and timing and all of that stuff right. is it's incredible. It's, it's also incredible. the fact that he thought about this thing and then said, how can we figure out? How do, do we this? do it? How do we do it? Yeah. The, the creative process, uh, the, the process of, of looking at something and say, okay, that is, that's a railroad. That's, that's a locomotive going down. What can we do with this? And yeah. he probably came up with 50 ideas and he said, this one. And someone went, are you fucking crazy? Yeah. And he went, yeah, yeah. that's why we're going to do it. And the facade of a building falling down around yeah, him, man. the front of a building with him standing up and that building just coming down around him. It's My freaky. God, man. It's freaky. And also, when you see him, like, it, it, we actually do that bit in the show. Like, it, it's it, a lot of uh, what the show is about, it takes scenes from Buster Keaton's movies and they are metaphors for what's going on in his life at the particular time. At the right. Time. So at the end of Act One, his wife is leaving him, so again, the house is falling in on him. So right. we have the bit where the house actually falls on, on our Buster. Right. Falls around you. Falls bus. around him. Yes, the, right. the, 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 there's a window that he that as the house front of the house slams down, he passes through. Right, but it's dangerous looking because that's the only if he's not there at that window at that mark. You right. Know. So we set it up pretty well in the show. They set it up where he, you know, we we can see him and he's just walking around trying to deal with his wife. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Dealing with what his wife's just put him through, and he mm -hmm. just stands there and then he folds his arms, and that is the cue for the stage manager to call the house drop. You see the movie. It's insane. Yeah. Because he's got to hit this mark. He's got to hit this mark. Right. But it's like he is still kind of walking mm. into it right. just as the building right. starts to fall. Right. You got, you got to walk. It's one of the greatest. And you go, there's no trick photography there. No. 
No, but see, that's what I mean. It's a choreographed piece. He knows exactly where he needs right. to stand to do the damn thing. And I think and that that fun. goes back to the idea of, there's a kid that loves that skateboard, do you hear it? Oh, out there is that there? Yeah, that's a skateboard. It sounds You're like just, kids. Yeah. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn. So it's that. It's the idea of getting to know what it is that you're doing in order to break it. Getting yes. to know what it is that you're doing. Having the confidence to know that you're doing what it is that you're doing, and not getting ahead of yourself. And what I mean by that is, people say, "I want to be," so, you know, but I'm looking at you, and how do I get to your point? Yes. It's like, well, you know, you get to my point because you keep doing it. And what is it that you're doing that I'm not doing? Well, it's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing that you're not doing. It's what I've done that you haven't done yet. Yes. And it has nothing to do with anything. And people have to stop living in lack. And you've got something that I don't have because that's not what this is. That's I right. got the weirdest feeling of deja vu that you and I have had this conversation before. I, but I'm anyway, sure we've talked about this I know, I know. from time to time. Right. You know, I, I, I find it funny because you're you're somebody who's interested in this conversation. You know, a lot of people just want to do the thing and whatever right. they do and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, what you're saying, Allen Ginsberg, uh, uh, the poet, used to teach poetry, and he got so frustrated because everybody wanted to write like him, mm-hmm. and he said, "You have to understand that I'm doing something that is breaking from the classic." of what poetry is. So what he had to do was go back and teach poetry, classic poetry, to see this is how the construction of the thing and the beat and the whatever, in order for them to understand what he was coming from and what he was breaking through. Right. Because the, all they see is, oh, how, man, I want to write that, you know. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Um, I, when I'm teaching, and what, what I teach now is, I have one thing that I teach in my class yeah. per day. And that's it. Oh. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. I do not have nine things that I'm teaching in one day. And it's all about we. You walk in and you stand. Yeah. Do you know you're fucking standing? Mm. Do you know that when you walked in, you walked in at a certain tempo? Do you know that when you're standing, you're standing at a certain angle? Do you know that when you're standing at a certain angle, you are this far away from this thing? You are this far away from me sitting in the chair, and I am sitting in a chair in this particular thing. And so we're breaking it all down so that we're looking at the right motherfucking now. Yeah, yeah. I always say that I'm not. I'm not worried about what's going on inside your brain or your emotions or your heart. I really just want to see the skin bag floating in space. That that, how is that showing up? Because often that'll show up much differently than what you think that you're putting out there in terms of what you're trying to communicate. And I'm going, yeah, you may be trying to communicate your happiness or something, but your your chest looks crestfallen, and you're sitting back in your chair, and that doesn't seem to communicate. No. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, I also believe that the body drives the brain. Oh, yeah. yeah. And when we're aware of, I'm sitting in this shape right now, I'm in this chair, I'm, I'm, I'm not in this chair, I'm on this chair. <laughs> yeah, on this chair. And yeah. when I'm on this chair in this way, I'm communicating something to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is that skin bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, it, because, man, the one thing that I love about, about the work that we do is it, and we need to be reminded of this, it's an existential experience every moment of the day. Well, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that's, well, I think that's why people get freaked out about it, because it's some, it, if you, sometimes you give actors a note, or even comedians, or whatever, somebody a note, and they can't hear it like, uh, hey man, here's a nail. You need to nail that that piece of board up there. They will hear it like, 
oh, you, you don't seem to be a carpenter at all. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, right. and that's not it. Right, no, that, no. I just want you to hear, it's not a criticism of you, the person, the, no. ex, the existence, you I, know. I believe that, <laughs> that what, what, what needs to happen is we've got to introduce this concept to people, and the concept is this, self. What does self mean? Yeah. What is self? Because when I give you a note, I'm not hurting yourself. There's no such thing as yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you understand what I mean? Right. Yes, I and do. I've talked about this a lot, the idea of, of uh, it, uh, uh, when I give you a note, you're going, well, you know, that really, uh, that, I, that hurts myself. And I'm like, who's yourself and why are you holding on to your fucking self? And nobody goes to the hospital because you've got a broken self. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, broke myself. I don't exactly. think I can handle it. It's yeah. Like you know, it 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 can never be injured. Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that? What do you, what do you think? Are, are people afraid to more afraid to fail, or are they more afraid of their own strength of greatness? I don't know. I you Is know, there's it, that Marion Williamson that thing where you know. Uh, I think that. I think that one goes into the other thing. I think it's that, all. and it goes back to what we're talking about, where, where is it narcissistic to say, yeah. I, oh, I'm, I'm great, because I'm going to tell you something. What I fucking do, I do it really well. Yeah, exactly. And if I, now, I'm not going to back away from that shit at all. And right. it's something that Alexandra Billings talks about. And it's like, you are on this planet, and it, and it certainly is a Marion Williamson thing, and all these other people, you know, Nelson Mandela and Maya yeah. Angelou, the idea of, uh, I am on this motherfucking planet to motherfucking shine, motherfucker, and that's what I'm going to do. Do. Yeah. And if you're sitting back saying um, it's it's a it's a sin, pride, you know, comes before right. the fall, and I got to right. be humble and all that stuff. It's like you know what? Those are your those are your parameters, and I don't have to fucking live in your parameters because I don't know that anybody's saying Dave Rosowski's rude. They may say he's a very strong personality, yeah. or, or 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 you know uh, you know I, he intimidates me, but that's your fucking yeah, ball, you know. Yeah. Because for me, at the end of the day, I am here to like let's fucking get it, the motherfucking on. I know. I know. I know. I, I yeah. I think that. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's it. I, the the intimidation of I, I, I've I, yeah, I've directed a couple plays and people say, oh, I'm I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just intimidated by you. I'm like Jesus Christ. Don't me, man. I, I really have no concern other than the play. I love you and I think you're great and you're fun and that's why you're cast. But come on, man. Let's do a play. Let's do a show. Right. That's and all. And and what if you walked in and and one of the things is. When you walk in here, okay, let's, and this is it. The definition has to be self and ego and all that stuff. It's not allowing the motherfucking room. We've got one job to do, and there's nothing that's ever been created that is successful or interesting that is a union of self and ego and inspiration. Nothing ever has come from, no one has put up a play, no one has put a piece of music together that was constructed as a, a, a union between ego and inspiration. Because the ego doesn't want you to move forward. So when we're doing something inspiring, leave that motherfucker at the door and close the motherfucking door. That's funny though, man, because I've seen lots of like one person stuff or, you know, even uh, they're minutes. putting it on the, they're putting it up there though. You know what I mean? I'm saying, they're saying, they're not saying, Okay, keep talking. Well, you know what I mean, what I mean by that? I, 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 I know what you mean, like, in pursuit of that. But I think that there are people who... I'm up here because I want myself glorified. And, you know, look at TV. We, the names of the shows are, uh, or can be, Seinfeld. Or, you know, the, the Brett Butler show. Or Roseanne, you know. They, America wants to see that 
personality, that self Great. that they've enjoyed. But I'm, know, I'm yeah. talking about something else. Okay. I'm talking about the ego that it's not the it's not it's the Eckhart Tollean ego. It's not the the, the Freudian ego. It's it's okay. the, it's the ego that says don't do that. You can't do that. We must not do that. You're not okay. allowed to do that. That's the ego that does not that does not gel with inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because. Uh, it's you can't do anything. Yeah. So when we're doing a play, or when I'm directing somebody, or when I'm teaching somebody, I go, I'm going to give you some notes that might seem harsh to yourself, yeah. but yourself's not in the fucking room. <laughs> right. I get that. I get that. Yeah. I'm going to give you some notes that might that might demean your ego, but your ego's not allowed in the room. I'm not here to talk to your ego. Yeah. And I'm also not here to to tell you what happens in real life or to justify fucking real life. Right. Because yeah. I don't give a motherfucking fuck about that. <laughs> That's my Brett's writing teacher said. Okay, I'm Brett, your wife. Uh, yes, my lovely wife, Brett Paisel. She's a writer and and she uh, writing teacher Claudette Sutherland, who's this wonderful writing teacher. She was the original Smitty in How to Succeed way back when. Oh, lovely. Yeah, but she said I'm not here to be your therapist because when people are writing, especially in writing, when you're writing a story, write about what you know, they are getting stuff out and that they might not have told anyone before. So therefore, they think that they're having this cathartic thing, and Claudette's going. Great, good for you, but I'm going to talk about your writing and how you're presenting this story. I'm not interested in diving into the morass of your emotions that got us to this writing. I'm just looking at the writing. Right. That's right for some right. people, you know. The morass that got us to this writing. Because that, <laughs> yeah. the forensics of all that stuff fucking don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this, this thing of... In order for you to have the tip of the iceberg, which is the interesting thing to look at, I think it's over water. Yeah. You need to have what's underneath the iceberg. Yeah. And I and I and for me, I feel like the writing is just the right the right the writing is is what what comes to the surface. Yeah. The the thing that's on the page is what comes to the surface. Yeah. All that other stuff brought that thing to the surface. Yeah. 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 So we get into the self, the self, and how leaving it out of the room, and right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I think that's a tough road to hoe sometimes. I think, and maybe it if comes you say with, so. Well, exactly. I think it comes with age too. Of I'm, I think you and I of our age, and I think people of our age, especially in Mid-50s. Hollywood, if they've lasted this long, are very comfortable now with who they are and what they're, how they. Uh, are in the world, and I think that some people think that they have to be a certain way. They can't have to. They can't exactly be themselves because that's not enough for them to, uh, I don't know, succeed or uh, work or have happiness or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I totally understand that, <laughs> and I also believe that. And I also believe that one of the one of the things that got me to that point where I'm like, ah, oh, just just be, dude was the idea of what we are talking about. Someone introducing the concept to me that there's this thing called ego and self that don't exist. Yeah. And that I keep defending my ego and defending myself yeah. and myself. And there's a need defending and I don't need to defend it because I am who it is that I am. And each and every day that I am, I change who it is that I am because I'm not holding on to something that, that doesn't exist, yeah, which is my yeah, past. Yeah. Yeah, you understand yeah. what I mean? Yes, I so in that way, because as you're talking, I'm thinking, I'm here, I'm listening to you, and I'm also thinking, do I wish that somebody introduced me to that earlier? And here's, <laughs> this is what I came up with. Like, how can I wish that? What a dumb thing to wish. Uh, yeah. I don't wish for, I mean, what do you wish for? Wish, you know? Look, man, I think the joy of, uh, for me, I mean, this is me personally, I, I, I put it on you too. 
the stuff we did at the early days of the annoyance, the splatter theater, the whole spirit that was involved there is a spirit that is, I've, through everything I've ever done, that little kernel in the room of, you know, little Mickey Joe and me sitting over in the corner of a room smoking a cigarette and like amusing ourselves with what bits we could put up on stage and how funny a person is and isn't that amazing. That kind of spirit has fueled everything no matter how much I've, uh, I don't know, constructed stuff or, or I don't know what I mean to say. Uh, no matter how much you need to do whatever you need to do to get a job, that fun little spirit of, we just really like to see it happen. Right. We really want to see fun stuff happen. Right. That, you know, right. that kid-like nature is, right. is, is uh, through all of it and through what we've learned, I, 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 I really love keeping that alive the most. I really How could you not it. have it? You, know, you don't have to do anything to keep it alive, just yeah. to be aware of it. Yeah. Right? Well, I, mean, I don't know. Well, some people get killed here, man. I mean, like, look at Tommy Booker, a, a wonderful improviser and performer. And he had didn't get everything. I think he wanted to be a star in a sitcom. Don't we all? But I'm saying that that was too... I, he really wanted it. And that, you know what? I can't live in Hollywood anymore. Okay. He moves down to Texas, back home in Austin, starts his own thing. He is the king of improv down in Austin, But Texas. here's the thing. He had to do everything here... In order to get to him be, down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there isn't a mistake. There's not right. something that needed to happen. Everything that had to happen, happened. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I, the confidence that he has down there, say what you want. I mean, he does have confidence down there. He is, he, he, it's a perfect place for him. Yeah, yeah. And it's a perfect place for a soft Ronin. It's a fucking perfect place for these guys yeah, who are yeah. working down there. And, the temptation is to say, yeah, you're a big fish in a small pond. That's bullshit and yeah, fucking I, knock yeah. it off. What you've done is you've discovered where it is that you're supposed to be, period. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you doing a dog and pony show or a fucking seal show yeah. for, the, for the local rubes. Because there are people down there in, in, in Austin, and I've been down there, yeah. and I love going down there, uh, who are artists. Yeah. And it's a fucking great community down yeah, there. Yeah. Because people like Asaf have gone down there, because people like Tom have gone down there. Right, and all those people are bringing that stuff down there. Yeah, because that's where we're supposed to be. Yeah, personally, you couldn't pay me to live in motherfucking Texas, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Amen. I'll go down Amen. there and visit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I look at everybody that I know that is doing what it is that they're doing. Yeah. I look at you. I look at Jim Ortlieb. I look at Scott Lowell. You know Scott? Scott Lowell. The name Scott, sounds Scott familiar. Lowell. No, I know. You know, he's he's just these people that have survived. You yeah. know, I look at right. Teresa Mulligan. I look at D. Ryan, right. who's out here, you know, for a while. D. and, and, and Austin. Austin. I look at those people, and I go, they were out here for a while. They had a lovely house down the street, a beautiful fucking house, and then they decide, we're going to go. Gonna Why? Go. Because that's what we're, we're not... It's not that we're done here. Yeah. It's that we're inspired by there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Oh God, I think that all the time. I heard. I don't. I don't know if this is true, but like, uh, uh, you know, my my in-laws up in Madison, Wisconsin, and I mm -hmm. heard that they were closing the theater department down there in the, at the university. Uh, I, U university of Wisconsin. Yes, Madison. Uh, yes. I don't. Th I think I was misinformed. I think somebody meant that they were closing this theater for renovations. But anyway, instantly it popped up in my mind because you know Brett and I think about. Midwest retiring, her folks are getting old, taking care of whatever. I think 
Oh, I'll go start. I'll start a place in Madison, Wisconsin. I'll start a improv comedy club. Come learn, come play, to kind of thing. I'd right. love to do that. Thing. Right. You know what I mean? And and uh, it it doesn't factor into like, oh, I'd have to leave Hollywood, or I would have to leave doing this, or it, it's just like. Oh, that's the thing. That's right. the thing to do. Right. It's like I'm doing now. Hey, Playhouse. Pasadena Playhouse. Yeah, I'll do that. Right. Hey, it's came from right. the theater. Right. And here's another thing. You don't see these things coming. You fucking don't oh, see yeah, these yeah, coming. Yeah. And so uh, if anybody's worried about where... What, well, first off, if you're worried about what you're doing here, stop worrying about it because you're worrying about it isn't going to make <laughs> anything happen at all. And if you're also thinking about what is it, what, what am I on this planet for, it's like, you, why do you want to pigeonhole yourself? But And it's also the yeah. idea of where is it that I'm going? Like, who the fuck knows and why would you want to know? And if you knew, it would change where it was that you were going anyway. Yeah. So your knowledge of what the future is is going to change the future. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why don't we do what it is that we love doing, which is let's be surprised at being surprised. Yes. That's a very good way to put it. Uh, and, and, you know, like uh, the possibilities of this show going beyond Pasadena, or, you know, there's been a lot of talk about New York and all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, that's great, and I would really love to, and I hope it does. But in the meantime, I'm going to work on this little show uh, idea, and I'm going to try to sell this little thing. Uh, you know, I think what's important as you allow yourself to be surprised by your future is also seeing different No, paths. no, you're not, you're not surprised by, I'm sorry, you're not surprised by your future, you're surprised by your present. Uh, okay. Right, but, but keep what, going. Like, what, what, would you just uh, happen You said, you? I'm not, yeah, yeah, you can't be surprised by your future because you're not in the future. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know right. what I mean? But keep going, I fucking oh. cut you the fuck off. Well, no, 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 but, but I mean, it's, it's like, but I'm going to, I'm on the road to something happening, I know, because I'm making this shit happen. I'm, well, what's I'm happening this. is, it's, it's, I, I, I also, <laughs> the idea of, okay, let's call life what life is. It's process. That's all that it is. Are you aware of process? Are you aware of the process? Because it's all process. Yeah. You wake up in the morning, you're in process. You're doing what it is that you're doing. You're in process. I, love, I can't remember who said this, um, but someone said, every performance is a rehearsal because you're never done. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's not to say treat it, treat, it li- treat it like a rehearsal. Right. It's treat it, you know, just know that you're in process. Yeah. There is no final, there is no final show. I, I said that to somebody on opening night last night because, uh, uh, oh, Joe Freya, he was, he was mm-hmm. in the show. Uh, and we're going to teach a class together, you know. But uh, I just looked at him and it was like opening night. I went, all right, what's next? Right. You know, you know like, right. that was great. What's next? What's right. next? What's next? Right. What's ne- here it is, right in front of me. Right. Here it's coming at me. Here it is. It's it, right. It's not what's next. It's what's now. Yeah, I know. But it, it's like, well, what's next hitting me right now? You right. know? Yeah, yeah. Because what's now is what we get to have. Yeah. And to go, what's next? It's like you want to take some time to think about what's next. You go right ahead and do it. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I know. I know. I got like five little projects that I that I want to do and want to do. Right. I, I'm just going to see whichever. Like I said, I'm not going to be <clears> surprised. <throat> uh, Surprised at being surprised? No. Yeah. <laughs> be surprised at being surprised. I'm ready to be surprised. I love right. being surprised. Right. This whole, this project was a surprise. You mm-hmm. know? So. Uh, right. Right. And then I also feel like, yeah, yeah. Right now I have, uh, I do this thing called Evernote. It's an app. There's this thing called a computer pad. Yeah. What does it do? I, well, it's like a magical box. Okay. Um, like the TV then. 
Yeah, it's like the TV. Okay. It's very similar to the TV. Okay. Um, the TV. The TV. The TV. The TV. The TV. The TV. I think we all say TV that same way. The TV. Let's watch some TV. We don't go, let's watch TV. Oh, I think of that as a Midwest. Oh, oh it turn is. Turn on the TV. The TV. Yeah. Let's watch the TV. But you don't yeah. say, let's watch the TV. Yeah. Uh, what were you doing last night? I was watching the TV. What were you doing last night? I was watching the TV. Watching the TV. Usually, well, isn't it usually equal stress? Watching the TV. Or TV. Right. Where you go, watching TV. I was watching TV. <laughs> I was watching TV. See? Right. Words. I was television. I know. And it's <laughs> right. so exciting to me because the moment that somebody goes, I was watching TV. Like, oh, okay. I say it that way, too. Uh-huh. Um, so I do this thing called Evernote. And Evernote is really an essentially, it, essentially it's an app that, that, that holds all of your note, the notebooks that you want to have. Notebooks that say things like projects that I'm doing. Like, oh, okay. So there's my improv project. There's my travel project. There's those sort of things. And I keep track of that every day. And I fill it out every day. And I also have an archive of the things that I've done. So I'm watching the amalgamation. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing the amalgamation of everything that I'm doing. And I'm also looking at the projects that I have that are coming up or projects that I have, more, most like this is the way I look at it, projects that I have that I'm working on getting that work. Yes. And okay. so if I get that work, I get that work. And if I don't get that work, I don't get that work. But the exciting thing is to keep moving forward. Yes. And I think that it's that manifestation that people go, oh, the secret, oh, that's all bullshit. But I feel like, are you opening yourself up to the possibility of doing another project? Or are you saying, that's the last show that I'm going to do? So when you closed, uh, what's it called? Stoneface? Stoneface. Yeah. When you closed Stoneface at, at Sacred Fools, the small theater uh, off of Melrose and the Heliotrope, did you go, oh, it's over, it's not, we're never going to do it again? Or did you say, well, what's next? That's exactly what I was. It's like, what's next? Hey, this might go somewhere. That's right. great, great, give me a call. Here's another, right, great, yeah. give me a call. It wasn't like, well, what's the point of us doing that? That's never going to happen. Who the fuck wants to work with the person that says it's never going to happen, it's not going to happen, yeah. there's something wrong with that? Yeah. And if you keep saying that, you're manifesting, here I go, yeah. you're manifesting all doors closing. Yeah, all doors closed, all doors closing. It's but true. here's the thing, there are no doors, there are no walls. Right. We live in a motherfucking hallway. And it's just a hallway, a hallway that goes in one direction. Well, see, and, and even if it's beyond that, okay, what if you said, like, hey, what's next? What's going to happen? In, uh, rather than the guy went, yeah, the door's going to close. Well, if the door closes anyway, then you say, then the person who's going, okay, what's next? That door closed? Okay, what's next? So what's, what's next? But here's the so thing. you live in a spirit of what's next rather than, see, I told you that door closed. Right, exactly. <laughs> and when I say, see, I told you that door closed, it's interesting because what you're saying is, you're saying, see, I told you, which is living in the past, right. that door closed. You're living in the future. That didn't happen. You're not living in the present of saying, oh, well, here I am right now. Yeah. Where it is right now, I'm not supposed to go through that door. Yeah. That door wasn't supposed to happen. So yeah. what's happening right now is I'm here. And I think that what if you're living in the other land, it just feeds on itself. See, I told you, looking down on something you know, keeps you from, yeah, I'm savvy and I'm smart and I know that that's not going to work and I know that's not going to work. So I've lived my whole life talking about things that don't work. And right. They, you know, and if, right. Yeah. And who wants to be with that person? Yeah, you know. And, and uh, if you want something, <laughs> oh, man. I, I just think about all the selfies I take. I think about all the pictures I take. I think about all the places I go to. And I think if you want to call that, let's do this. If you want to say that's narcissistic, let's say that's narcissistic. But I'm not saying it. I want to say that it's this. I am celebrating motherfucking life and I'm asking you to come with me. That's strange. I don't know if it's if I've known you for so long or whatever. Because normally I'm just like over people's 
publishing f- their food photos and stuff like that. But I've never thought of you like that. Maybe it's because I know you so well, and, and people who don't know you as well just look at your selfies of food at you know at uh, that great diner. Well, in Chicago. Sorry, got distracted. Which one? Oh, oh, oh which diner? Be- uh, Bell, Bell, it's gone now, but Bell, Sundell. Oh, 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 oh. Busy B? No. No. Uh, 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 Ann Sathers? No. no. Uh, where was ceiling. it? It had the ceiling with the flowers on. It was a nice deli that everybody went to. It was on Clark. Belden yeah. Deli? Belden. Belden. That was what I was looking for. Belden. Mm-hmm. I remember used to. Uh, anyway. The pictures, the food. I've never thought of you as, I've never taken it to be uh, uh, self-aggrandizing or I've even enjoyed well, the pictures of the I food. I want to tell you. Say, or I've never seen, thought of Here's you as a, being eager, my, The pictures of my food, my food pictures are beautiful fucking pictures. <laughs> it's true. They're, they're really, they're, they're well lit. They're well lit, I've, well I've, shot. It's true. They're well shot. I have a degree in photojournalism. I know how to shoot <laughs> and I carry around my iPad. And I open up, what I do is I carry on my iPad, I open up a, an email, I put it over the food, and then I use my iPhone, because the light from the iPad lights the food. Oh, it I lights the plate, yeah. and then I take a picture. So all the pictures you see of my food either have very good available lighting or are iPad lit. Yeah. <laughs> So well, I'm very mindful but, 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 of it. But my point is, is that I've never thought of you as an egotist. As putting, right. And I know people like that right. who like to put themselves out so they can say, look at me, look at me. But I don't think you're like that. I think if you post a thing, a down, I'm down in uh, you know Orlando teaching some kids about some I think, oh, look at those lucky kids. Right. I, and I do. And that's what I want people to think. Yeah. That, that's what I want people to feel is, oh, my God, look at that. David comes down someplace and he brings Spreading this energy. The word, carrying the torch. Exactly. Man, yeah. But it's also like, there's a fucking party going on it's called Rosowski party right you know and that's what it is and and is it going to last who the fuck knows it's lasted this long is it going to happen again historically there's no reason that it's not going to happen again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and if it doesn't happen again well here we go yeah but I've never thought I I, I think it is because I know you but I, I, because I you know it's in I it is your perspective it's all perspective and context because you know somebody who doesn't know you that well is going oh there's another picture of Dave with a corned beef sandwich right you know there's uh, about that corned beef sandwich man it's a fucking well licked um, motherfucking corned beef see, sandwich that's what I'm saying you know what I mean you know, I'm gonna look at it I can't tell you how many bowls of mishmash soup at Cantor's I've taken photos of and each one of them is different and they each and if you look in the background there's a little glass of uh, a little glass of vodka back there. A good friend of ours quit drinking. Who? A tall man. I'm not going to mention his name. Okay. He quit drinking. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. Recently? Yeah. Very tall, very bald? Yep. Okay. Okay. Quit drinking. Eight weeks. Wait, has, has stopped now he for stopped eight weeks? He stopped drinking. For what reason? Just cause. Just cause? God love him, man. Can you believe it? Yeah. Wait, who is it? Oh. We're mouthing who it might be. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I go, wow, you quit drinking. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's something. And that really is where you look at somebody and go, oh, that's, that's part of who you are is that. Yeah. And so I look at them and I go, oh, what happens sure. now? Well, Mickey I mean, Joe. I don't know what happens now. But well, it's a secret printed. about Mickey Joe. Uh, right. There's no secret about the drinking and the stopping of drinking. So and, it's not and like the stopping the smoking. That is incredible. I mean, the drinking, I can see, okay, dude, it's, that's like 
that can that can uh, affect an immediate health thing that right. can like shake you and jar you. But smoking is a long term. I'll get cancer when I'm 60, 70. You know what I mean? Boy, and oh half boy. Him's, and because it was such a part of who he was. Absolutely. Juggled, could swallow cigarettes. Right. Uh, that, don't get him confused with uh, 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 label. Because Label would do that thing where he would take a cigarette, put it in his mouth, and, and smoke. And say, I can drink and smoke a cigarette because he, you know, he does magic too. Oh, so right, he'd right, smoke right. that cigarette, he'd drink, and the cigarette would get all fucking, fucking wet in his mouth, and he just spit out. Goes, I'm still working on that. You know, that's the bit. Um, <laughs> oh, I but, saw Mick turn over a. You know, he would do that thing with his tongue. Hour later, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I saw him just actually just eat one once. I mean, you know, yeah. back in the day, but right? It was insane. Uh, it, like all those <laughs> things where we go again, it has to do with. What is our story of our friends? So when our friends rock their world, it rocks our world because our story is partially based upon their story. Oh, totally. Are you kidding? I couldn't believe that Mickey Joe stopped smoking. I couldn't How about believe when, it. But for me, I felt like when somebody moves out of L.A., Oh, yeah. that's a big thing. When the Crowleys moved out of L.A., oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Kevin Crowley and, and uh, uh, you know, Luciana yeah. and the boys, when they moved out of L.A. and you're going, wait a minute, you're one of the first people in L.A. You can't do that. That yeah. rocks my world. How dare you? You're going to yeah. do it without even calling me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird. But it's like you said, I just think we're of an age now. It's like, I just, Francie Montgomery, I don't know if you heard, she, she just moved out of town. A friend of mine from The Fools, and she uh, was in uh, Hoboken, Hollywood with me and stuff. Director in Joe's Garage. She just left town, and you could see the joy. I went to her thing on Saturday night, like the her goodbye thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was sad. She was saying goodbye to some dear friends. She's been here 10 years, but you could just... Oh, you talk about a face opening up, man. That she always had the scowl and is always kind of one of the bitter ones, you know, not not getting what she wanted or not feeling right and always getting weird boyfriends that never came, you know. But man, and she's got a job down in Florida, a marketing thing or whatever, and she, face is just alive, right? you know? And it's, it's freaky. Well, the idea of surrendering, letting go of that which no longer serves you, the idea of yeah. looking at it and saying, oh, Oh, this isn't working. Yeah, and then to say, what are the options, and to let all the options open. Yeah, like yeah. to have all of them open. Saying things, th saying things like, okay, let's just say, let's not judge any of these things. Yeah. I can move to Mars. I can go to Alaska. I could dig. I yeah. can eat my house. I could do those things. I can move. Where would I move? Where would I move? Yeah. Where would <laughs> I move? Go, yeah. Where could I move? Yeah. And then you go, okay, fine. What, and then to say, also, what are the things, when I think about these things, what are the things that make my stomach go, yeah. and if it's auditions, or it's the phone call, or if it's not the phone call, or if it's driving up to your house and seeing there's no parking, yeah, like yeah, shit yeah. like that, and going, yeah. really, a line, Trader Joe's, what's ha how come they can't get that shit together, <laughs> check out. And you go, really? Right, yeah. But here you get, here you, it's your story. Yeah. Yeah, it is your story. Uh, I've told this to the boys, and I've actually used this. Your now. two sons. Uh, my two, I have two sons, fourteen mm -hmm. and ten, and I, but I've used this phrase throughout their life, uh, it, like, "Oh, I know. Go ahead and cry. That is rough. Now, when you're done crying, you need to work the problem. <laughs> you know, there is some thing, some issue that you're crying over, and I get it, and it sucks, and it's a drag. Cry it out, man. And when you're all done, work the problem." Right. Because if you don't work the problem, you're just giving you another excuse to go cry. You know what I mean? It's very interesting because in that sentence there's go cry because crying is a truth. And then you say when you're done with your crying, 
work out the problem, which is a fact. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to go through your truth in order to get to your fact, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 because a lot of times, I, one of the things was just from observation. A lot of times I'd see parents like, stop crying. Now you stop crying right now. Stop crying this thing. I'll give you something to cry about. That's it, right there. And it's like, well, then it's going to, I need to do them. Why are you telling me not to? Right. You know. Here's an interesting phrase, because I was just talking to Chris Ann about that. Uh, I'll give you something to cry about, that yeah, phrase. Yeah. It's such a fucking ridiculous <laughs> phrase, because that is only, that's only used in crying, because you don't say, you want to laugh? I'll give you something to laugh about. Or, oh, I'm using that next right, time in right. the show. You want to laugh? Oh, you're laughing now. Right. I'll give you something, give you something to laugh, laugh about. about. Right? Sick. Exactly. Or this, like, oh, you're coming? I'll give you something to come about. <laughs> oh, oh, you're gonna, you're coming? I'm going to give you something to come about. <laughs> you're having an orgasm now, are you? I'll, I'll, give, you something I'll give you something to have an orgasm over. Yeah, you just tell me when you're all done there. Exactly. And I'll, yeah. I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you, right? But it, it's such <laughs> a, a like the phrase. idea of, but again, it's like looking at the things that we hear every day and stopping and going, what does that mean? Yeah. If I yeah. say I'm, I kind of had a stroke and it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, it's kind of fantastic. It's like, baby, make it fantastic. Use these words for what they're they're meant to use. I do it in class. I, you know, I'm teaching at Second City from here and here and there, and and uh, they have me teaching a lot of acting sometimes, and or anyway, and I'll start open the class and like I'm taught to level three or whatever level whatever, and I said. What have you learned here? What do you what do you, what you learn in that level? What you do? What you do? What do you talk about? What do you say? What do you do? And they talk about the. What do you talk? What do you talk? What do you, yeah, talk? what do you talk? What do you get it? Uh, and they'll they'll put out these things and they'll say a beat or they'll say uh, intent or whatever the words the nomenclature that comes from just doing the stuff. And I'll say, well, what exactly does that mean? What does it mean? We talk about this uh, the 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 background of the character. What exactly are we talking about? What does it mean? And and. You find very quickly it becomes they don't exactly know. There's kind of an acceptance of what they know, but it, we we kind of oh yeah I know what I mean when I'm talking about this, but but yeah but what does it mean? How does it show up on stage when you're when that is in play when you're talking about working on that word that we've all accepted and know? I, I, mean? I for me I think that that's a that's a result of. Class is not having enough time for people to let that shit sink in. Yeah? Yes. Because they have nine things that they have to get through during the week, yeah. during that one day. Yeah. Instead of, let's take that one, let's take intention. We're just going to work on intention that, today. Yeah. What are your intentions? And let's just work on that. Because if we have to do intentions and wants, maybe those two things are very different things. Uh, but you understand what I mean? Yes, I do, yeah. So, so, because right now we're saying, just repeat after me. Yeah. Because it becomes a fact, not a truth. Because they're able to define it, because the definition is a fact, right. but they're not able to hold it as a truth of what it is that actually that means yeah. in terms of, it's necessary to create that character and to have their truth. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, man. It's, but it's funny, it, but I love the, you know this, that, that look on their face from the think that they know something to that wonderful kind of bliss-like state of like, I'm in a land where I'm not sure of something. I might, you, you see it as a space, like a little opening that they can, right. hey, okay, now, okay, let's talk about that word a little bit more then. Right. And ways then, you've never thought of about it before. Absolutely. That kinesthetic response that comes where, where somebody goes, I don't understand, I don't understand, and they go, oh, 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 no, I get it. Oh, yeah. I get it now. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. 
Nobody has ever explained it to me in that way. The little aha. But, I, but I'm even talking about the moment before where they're open enough right. to have that kind of epiphany. They're letting the ego go to say, at this moment, I, don't, I can surrender I don't my facade of pretending to know. Yeah, yeah. God, that helps in directing, man. I can't tell you how much. It's like, trust, right? Oh, they, uh, and that's the thing that people get. Uh, like a stage manager or a designer will say, "Do you know? Like, where's this go now?" And I say, "I, I really don't know. I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Because I really don't know." And and a lot of them will think that's funny. Some of them will get pissed, but some of them like it. Like, oh yeah, well I have an idea. That right, we're right, know. right, yeah, yeah. right. And and you go, right. oh great, great, that's good. Yeah, right. we're good. I love it. I think Nick said Nick was talking about uh, the the three magic words. I don't know. Oh, and to yeah. live in, I don't think he called it that because yeah. that wouldn't be what he called it, but the idea of I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay not to know. It's okay not to know, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's stop there. Okay. Today's episode was sponsored by Italian based blues band Veronica and the Red Wine Serenaders, winner of the 2013 European Blues Challenge. For more information on their new album, The Mexican Dress, you can go to their website at www.redwineserenaders.it. Summer is going away like your daddy is going for good. I never felt so dark on down. I wanna is my word and mine. I have a simple cue for my soul to free my mind, my heart, and I know my dancing shoes are red and shine. I wanna boogie all over tonight. And I'm gonna dance this blues away like the bridge you're gonna let me sway. Hold my hips, grip me tight. We'll live our dream and I'm in summer night. I'm gonna wear that Mexican dress, put some flowers in my hair. Silver rings, red lipstick, there'll be a party downtown tonight. There'll be a party downtown tonight. There'll be a party. Thank you for listening to ADD Comedy for Dave Rosowski. I'm Ian Foley.